Well, I am so thrilled to have you here for Lady Red Live, the podcast, season two. I'm your host, Kylie Fisher, aka Lady Red, and this is Ship to Shore. This season, I talk with my friends from the cruise ship industry who have literally had their worlds turned upside down. We chat about ship life, crew life, traveling the world, and of course, the pandemic that we are literally living through right now. I believe that their stories need to be heard, and I'm so thankful that each and every one of them have entrusted me to share their journeys. And if you're not already following me on the gram, head over to Lady Red Live. And in the show info, you can find out more on who was on the episode. All right, guys, let's get the show on the road. This is Ship to Shore. Welcome again to another episode of Lady Red Live. This is your host, Kylie Fisher, a.k.a. Lady Red, and this is season two of the podcast and Ship to Shore. You know, where are we now? What are we doing? The entertainers who were working on cruise ships and where are they now in the world while this crazy, crazy season has happened? I have the privilege to speak to somebody that I have not only done ship life with, but I've actually done vacation life with. And, you know, secretly I might have taken him to Cancun so I could have a translator, but that's okay. He, he understands. <laughs> um, but it is my beautiful friend from my first ship in America and he is a he's a he's a singer in the rock band and um, I am so excited to have this conversation with my beautiful friend so please welcome to the show my one and only Mexicana living in Texas Beto <laughs> <laughs> hey hey how are you Oh, well, I'm great. We know this. Um, so, so backstory, people. So, Beto and I have been to Cancun together. We went last year? Yeah. And then I went the year before with Riley. Is that right? And I was only there for a hot minute. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So, uh, we, I don't even know if we're going to go into those stories, but we, they might be a little bit too... I don't, yeah. I don't know if we can. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? What happens in Cancun stays oh, yeah. in Cancun. So I don't remember. Mm-mm. I don't know. Nah, there was enough, to teque- there was enough teque- tequila to, to, to kill. <laughs> anyway, beautiful. All right, so Beto, uh, let the listeners know a little bit of your backstory, how you got into working on ships, uh, how many contracts you've done, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, well, I ended up very randomly on ships. Um, I saw that they were auditioning here in Austin downtown, and I decided to go in my lunch hour. And there I did. I did my live audition, and then um, I got called, <laughs> and I got offered the job. So random. And then, so I went. When I get back to work, I, you know, I tell them, "Hey, guess what? Like, I auditioned, and I got to the spot. <laughs> so I'm leaving in a month." <laughs> And yeah, that's how I randomly ended up doing it. <laughs> so sorry. So you went on your lunch break mm-hmm. while you were at work, and you just went down and auditioned. Yep, it was one of those uh, where I had already sent a lot of my videos, and they had done already pre-screening, but they were going to come to Austin to do live auditions. And so I had gotten an email, and they gave me a certain time to be there before it started. So it was an in and out for me. I just went and I sang a few songs. And then that's it. They told me they called me back. And then like exactly seven days later, I got an email and then a call from, you know, our uh, casting director. And um, 
yeah, we had to talk and I ended up joining Carnival Cruise Line. So we met we met on my first ship, which was like what, two thousand and eighteen? Yes. And then you can you've done a few more contracts after that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite place in the world that is just like your ultimate favorite destination? I think, you know, all the places that we all we went were amazing. And um I think experience wise, I mean one of them felt like home. I don't know if I can say it, but you know, it's it was where we, you know, we were there and we're like, you know, we're gonna go to this place, and we're yeah, gonna have a good I time. Yeah, I say it all the time. Yeah, no name bar. No name bar. You know, we're gonna go there, <laughs> and it's always a good time there. Uh, but crazy times, or or one of those experiences that I'll never forget is getting lost in Havana <laughs> with you. Oh my god! <laughs> How? How, like, I look back at that and go, We could have gone in such a, it could have gone in a yeah. different direction at any time, but we were there and we ended up going back on. <laughs> so we were in a, we were in a, uh, a taxi, the old school cars, and we were planning to go to this venue that we'd been to a couple of weeks before to do dinner with the sunset and then meet up with people later on. So Beto, myself, and Adriana. Um, got to this venue and the, the cab driver waved and said ciao and drove off. But the venue was closed and none of us had internet or, or any signal on our phones. Yep. And so we waited for like, what, 20 minutes for a cab to drive past? Nothing. Man. So we just started like walking. And I remember you guys going like, I think this is a pretty good area because it was like manicured grass. Yes. And we were thinking, man, like if there wasn't, Anyway, so like we finally got to a main street, we got a cab and then as we got back, our cab driver drove past and he was like, what are you doing? And we were like, and you, you know, you guys ended up like telling the guy the place wasn't even open and he should have waited for us to like make sure that we were okay. But like, it was just crazy. The, the things that you just do when you're like, when you're on tour and you just go, how did we like, how did we survive? that we were able to get a cab and just head us back, take us back to the port or the tourist area. Because, you know, at first, okay, I'm glad that that was a good neighborhood because had it not been, <laughs> we could have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it could have been like when I interviewed Dariel and he reminded me when uh, the locals thought he was my gigolo. <laughs> we might have been in that situation one more time with like you and Adriana like speaking in Spanish and being like, yeah, 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 we're his security, you know, like... Oh, like we just like went in trying to get out of the situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that was so much fun and then um and then we we vacated in, in cancun and we promised ourselves that we wouldn't have a big night and of course that was just always a lie a lie from the pit of hell because we went to the same place that i'd been to the year before and hustled our way in for like twenty dollars each and for uh -huh. fifty dollars each and it was like just you get a wristband and you're in for the night. Like, oh man, <laughs> the, yeah, Cancun. Yeah, we'll just leave. It that. was really, we'll really fun. There. Yes, it's... I enjoyed it very well from what I remember. And you snorkeled. You snorkeled oh, for the first yes. time yes, with yes. me. Oh, and you know what else I did for the first time? A parasol, also, because I was telling you I can't do that. I've never done that. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Do you remember, and remember the jet ski getting out to the friggin' parasail? Like, we were going over massive waves. I was just like, 
I'm so glad we were already a few margaritas deep because that it was the jet ski that got me. Like the jet ski was more scary than the parasailing, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Well, I've done so many crazy things with you. Thanks. <laughs> That's my middle middle name, Kylie Crazy. Make my friends do crazy things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Beto, do you have any really beautiful memories from cruise life, like on stage, connection with, with any patrons and or like behind the scenes with anybody that you feel like is a memory that is just going to stay with you forever? Yeah, you know what? Um, all my contracts, I, I did four in total um, and all of them were very special to me because during that moment and that part of my life, that time, I had I was in the right moment with the right people, including my 2018, you know, with you when I met you and that very first interaction I had with you, it was just like, you know, I was, you know, in that moment when, you know, I saw you and I, you know, I was very quiet to myself during that time because, you know, I was going through other things personally and, and I didn't really have any connection real, real con in where I can just, you just saw me and, and you, you just, you know, I, you had a, you told me, I remember when we were at the crew bar, obviously we were always there <laughs> and you just walked up to me and she's like, and you said, Hey, like when you wake up, like I heard you sing, but when you wake up, make sure you warm up your voice because it's going to, it's going to, you know, give that rasp and you don't want that. Just breathe in, breathe out to have a, you know, you just gave me some like advice. And then I was like, yeah, okay. Thank you. And, she's, and you were like, Oh, I, 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 I'm just, you know, I, I am a vocal teacher. You're a vocal teacher, and and you you know all these things. I was like, well, well thank you, because I I'm just here because I went, you know, I was gonna tell you, but I didn't say it. But you know, I just went on my lunch time to see if I could make it, and I made it. <laughs> and so my experience has not been like, oh, I'm all these training and all this. No, I've just been a singer my whole life, and you know, I've learned as we, I've gone, you know through experiences and so many things can have can go wrong and i think i have it pretty much about every single one of them has happened to me and in a good way you know things mm -hmm. that you don't even think of and you just laugh at now but you know we we made a good connection we i knew i was like oh no we're gonna be good i'm gonna i know who, who i can have coffee with who i can enjoy my time and 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 you know i learned a lot i learned a lot from you not only musically but on how to, you know, think differently and, and, and enrich myself, think differently of myself so that I know that, you know, I can't think bad things of myself, you know, and you've always, always encouraged me, mm. you know, you, I, the talks that we've had, you know? And so it's it's been very memorable in general and I'm not saying it because I am speaking with you, but you know, everything that, everything that has gone you know through that i've gone through and we both kind of always been there for each other you know and um so for me when i joined the ship life i didn't know what i was going my getting myself into and so you know i felt a little you know how can i say it more more to myself a little more quiet a little kind of like just to figure out what the whole lifestyle is a completely different you know, experience. I mean, for all of us that have just, you know, just in started, you know, or even started working in the cruise ships, you know, and so, you know, meet people from all over the world and you see 
how everybody reacts to different things and how when you work with people also that you've never really, you know, like I said, I've always just performed with my singing band members for my whole life. You know, we, we, it's a family that I've always sang with. And so me joining this was a completely different um, experience for me. And so the people that I've met throughout all these contracts have always been, have always been, you know, amazing experiences. Never, none, none of them have ever been bad, except, you know, certain situations that can happen when you're at sea that we, it's out of our control in general, you know. But other than that, mm. everyone that I've ever met has always impacted me in a good, positive way, you know. And so mm. I'm very grateful that I did that, you know. Um, I was, you know, older and I said, hey, you know what, I'm just going to go do it. And if I don't like it, well, I don't like it. But it was the perfect time for me to join that lifestyle and, and to be able to experience it. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever go back now. But for now, I mean, I'm very grateful for it and every single one of that I've mm. met you know has been great for me and I miss everyone dearly I mean all you know you get used to it you know we become a family we become like we're there for each other for a long long time and so yeah I mean I think about a lot when we would go and have our coffee or every morning and go do our things and you know it's things that you get used to and you feel like okay you take it for granted when you're living there but now that it you know, you are on the other side of the world. I wish I could just tell you, hey, I'm going to go to visit you, you know, like I'll be, I'm down the road. I wish I could do that, but I mean, no, <laughs> I don't think my car will make it over there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put you on a boat and, make, yep. and bring your car here. But it's so true, Beto, like even from doing these interviews and being able to touch base with people again, it's been so it's been so beautiful because you do feel like a moment hasn't gone past. Do you know what I mean? Like it has been a long season, but it's just like, oh, being able to just have that moment together and chat the memories and see how this season has been. You know what I mean? And like we have kept in contact throughout the throughout the years as well, but being able to just just make sure that we're doing okay. And I've had some moments yeah. with some people where there has been some seasons in this time that people aren't doing okay. And it's like, you just got to be there for each other. And I think that's where, um, that, that is where I really wanted to bring in this podcast was because I know that our stories are value and I know that they're, they needed to be shared because the world hasn't really remembered the cruisers who were stuck in the middle of the ocean in the pandemic. Like people forgot that they were just out there and countries weren't letting them home. Like it's, it is really dear to my heart. And so in saying that, let's stay like, let's take, like I love that you said about life on board and how we used to always have coffee together and things like that, because relationship wise, I love having a coffee with someone and just chatting life. Like that's really the only way you really get to know somebody. Like you can do life with people on a ship, have dinner with them every single night, but it's probably just small talk. It's not actually like legit chat. And so, you know, we, we both were very social on the ship and um, we both had our own rooms. I want you to share with us how, how you did ship life. Like it's your work, it's your home, it's your play. 
Um, and, and for you, did you struggle with being alone? What were your strengths and weaknesses? Because for me, I now look back and I now see how much I didn't enjoy being alone. And so I covered that with being very extroverted and the party animal and all that kind of stuff because I actually, my shadow was that I was, I, I hadn't dealt with me being alone. So yeah, if you want to just share with us your story on how you dealt with stuff and you know, what, what went down for you? Yeah. And one of the things is, um, well, you know, we, you know, I had never lived a ship dive. So, I mean, if anything at home, I can, I was getting my car, I can go drive somewhere, meet anyone, anything. And so for me, when I, my very first contract, well, yeah, the, um, you know, I had the advantage that, you know, most people don't have of having their own cabin. So for me, it was, oh, that's great, you know, but I've always been around people, my friends or my family. And so when I did my first contract, I was away from everyone and I was barely getting to know my band and, you know, uh, my two old friends that are, have become like family to me. And and so we it was just to a point where, you know, it, like I said, it was that time where I was just by myself so much. You know, I did, you know, socialize here and there, but I was very much to myself because I was trying to figure myself at that point. You know, I wanted to see, well, who who is Beto and, and what is he going to do on this ship? He's a new guy. Nobody knows him. Who is he going to become? Who is he right now and who is he going to become? And so that very first contract, you know, I was very timid at point, at some points. I was very insecure on stage at some points. You know, even on the, the my second contract, which was when I met you, I, st- I still had a lot of insecurities when I was on stage and and forgetting or mixing up lyrics and, and things like that that kind of mess you up mentally. You know, you start thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I should, you know, go back and, and work harder and figure things out, you know. And so for me, those experiences, when it came to being on by myself and and trying to get grow and get out of my my own shell you know i really did enjoy being by myself at first you know at first it was amazing it was just like i'm gonna eat healthy and and i and i did started working out and doing all that stuff and it's feeling good and you know um and then it started you know once i started feeling better like internally mentally and everything i started being a little more social social and so, yeah, I started, we started making more friends and everything was going great in that particular contract. And I started feeling like, oh my God, I'm living now. I feel good. And I enjoy by, being by myself and respecting, you know, what I do on board and, and not to just get there and try to be a little too, too social. And you know what I mean? Be, having my own cabin. I don't want to have that kind of a, that kind of you know reputation or that kind of image where people are going to say oh yes he's here he's there you know, got to be careful with this guy like you know we're out there to work and make money and and to have fun but you know you also need to be careful you know you can't just anyone you know and and so i always you know just kept to myself you know people would hey can i go to your cabin i was like for what <laughs> i would those would mainly be my response unless it was a group of people i wouldn't mind you know but make sure everybody leaves at the same time as well and so it was things that you know it's maybe not normal on board you know everybody is a little very a little more open and um and so for me it was more i went the opposite at some point yeah you get your moments where you do want to have your fun and but i was kind of very selective as to who i want to um you know have fun with if you know 
it goes that way. Mm-hmm. And so it was more like, I'm just here to work. I want to have a good time. I want to experience new things, you know, get to know new people, new cultures. Um, but in general, I mean, I really did enjoy it. I, you know, this is talking your first contract, but there's times where you do go through your moments. And I mean, I would be a clown, literally. Like, I can tell you, I was the happiest person you would see out there laughing and smiling and giggling. But you know, deep down inside of me, I was going through a really dark phase and I would go to my cabin and I would just, you know, go really, I would, I was really depressed at one, one point, mm. you know, and I really didn't say it to anyone or I would keep it to myself. And there were things coming, going on back home and I was at sea and I, there's things that I really, you can't do when you're over there. So it's just things you can't control. And so it was just a little difficult at some point and and you start really going and digging yourself into a hole that sometimes it's harder for you to get out of but it's who you talk to how you handle the situations who you hang around with is it going to be good positive people is it going to be people that are just going to make you feel even worse luckily like i said Mm. everyone i've ever worked with they've always impacted me in a positive way but you're not always going to have that connection with everyone And you're not always going to have that connection where you can say, I need to talk to you about something. And I feel this way. And I've been feeling it and doing these things. And, and it's not some of the things that I normally do. You know, I've been going to the cool bar by myself and I've been drinking every night by myself until I can't even remember how I got to back to my cabin. And those are things that are not not right. You know, especially when you're by yourself, you know, so, so many things can happen on board. And I'm just glad that it, I, you know, didn't get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to, you know, speak with, you know, someone and I was able to kind of just get it out of my chest and, and kind of work myself into, hey, no, you're not going to go back to your cabin and no, you're going to get out and go, go outside, do activities, come with us. Let's go here. Let's go there. And, you know how you know what I'm referring to is I don't want to say specifics but yep. you, you understand me and so like I said you know you're gonna go through your moments that contract was uh you know emotionally or I guess um psychologically was one of the most you know ch- challenging ones but it was one of my best ones because I did have a really good contract it's just I was going through those little faces. And then mm. I said, you know what? No, I need to go work out. And then we started doing the kickboxing and all that crazy. And it's like good adrenaline, you know, and it makes you feel good. And and even after, you know, our contract, when I came back home and everything was just good things, positive things. Let's get it going. Let's figure out where I'm going next. And, and it was just, you know, one after another to another one. And it was really good. Uh, one of the things that really do does fulfill me in this matter was that when I did my very first contract, you know, I started fantasy class, just like the next, you know, the lower, the lower um, or the entry level um, ships. And then, you know, my last contract, I ended up being in one of the, the biggest ones, you know, one of the, the, how can you say flagships? Mm -hmm. And so it was, for me, it was a new experience. I had never been on one. (laughs) And so, you know, I, I think back and I say, well, if I don't ever get to sh- uh, sing on a cruise ship ever again, you know, at least I I did the full circle. You know, I started in the 
the bottom and work my way all the way to the top because in between those contracts i did a started few started from the bottom now you're here yeah i did a few and then you know there were the higher class and the higher class and then i ended up in the highest one and uh, i ended up there <laughs> And so, and another thing was I really worked my, one of my things was I'm, I'm going to be good. I don't want to be looking at lyrics. I don't want to be insecure. I'm going to be everything that I've always ever wanted to be on stage. And luckily, you know, with the, my peers and my leader, he told me, just do what you got to do. I'm not going to tell you. Like he was a very show guy. I love the guy. At first I was like, well, how am I going to connect with him? He really doesn't talk much, you know, but he does talk a lot. He just got to have a conversation with him. And he was a cool guy. And, you know, he just said, hey, I'm not just do your thing. And it was, you know, Courtney and I, and we, we had a really good chemistry. We, we did our first contract together. And you know, like I said, we became like family. And now like that was our contract. And I knew that they were going to, that was mm. going to be their last contract. So that's why I joined them. And um, it was a good experience amazing i mean it was how it was so different how i how my character how everything was and i and i look at myself and i'm like i should be proud of myself but at times i'm like when i was living it i was just like just thinking no i need to be better i need to be better i need to be better until i you know i tried my best you know but then i had my challenges everyday singing your voice starts you know going out and and you don't want to miss you don't want to let the band down so you start you know thinking like what do i have to do what do i have to do and you know you gotta figure out what decisions you want you want to go to the cool bar every night or you want to go home i mean go to home go to your cabin have your tea and go to bed you know what are you going to do and everybody's hey are you going to the bar hey I, nope i'm not going out tonight no i'm not going so i had to limit it to just one night out of the whole week which is the night that i know i'm off the next mm -hmm. day and then I have another night to sleep for the following day. So yeah. the last, my sixth night working was my drunk night. And I, cause I know I have a full day and a half to get ready yeah. for the next night. So it was just one of those things that I had to, you know, balance it out, go to, yes, we're going to go to the beach resorts. Okay. But I can't drink. Or if I do drink, it's going to be hot beer. <laughs> it's not going to be cold beer. I'm sorry. I can't drink anything cold. I can't do anything too crazy. And so it's just, having that balance it mm -hmm. at first for me it was a little lopsided it was just like one-sided because I, I was so used to so much so much liberty and so throughout my time there I learned that you no know, you just got to balance it out and it and you know you learn to adapt to you're always in different places you're in just a small enclosed space you're with a lot of different people you might not even understand what there's what they're saying and it's just so many things that you have to adapt to and learn <laughs> as you go. And so it's interesting. Um, I think it was a good experience, but like I said, if I don't ever go back, at least I know that I left with the highest, you know, I guess evaluations, the highest everything that I've ever, or never had I ever got a contract mm. where I got the, the highest, you know, evaluations. And then coming from a flagship, it was for me very fulfilling. You know, because I had, you know, the previous ones were like not so good. And I was just, you know, feeling like, okay, no, I need to do better. I need to do better. Only because I wanted to feel, I wanted to know that I am good enough to work here and not just here because I was lucky. And yeah. so you have so many talent around you that you want to feel like I'm, you know, as good as them. <laughs> 
And so, you know, and, and they are amazing and they were always encouraging and no, you're great. And I'm just like, are you sure? <laughs> and so, but it's, it was good. It was a great experience. And like I said, if I don't ever go back, I mean, thank you COVID, but you know, now I'm working for you. I'm making a lot of money working for you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm. But you know, if I don't ever go back, I have I can have that sense of fulfillment that I did have what I wanted. You know, the highest you know ratings uh, in the bands and being there. You know, top ten, top five, top three, and just knowing that as a group and everyone doing their part and and being able to connect with every single one on board. You know, we had our times where we had our challenges as a group, mm. but we always we're always together, you know, we always made sure that we felt okay on stage, you know, stage, make, have, being comfortable with myself on stage, being able to, you know, be the, the Kylie on stage, mixing it up and changing it and making, you know, things that, that just come out of nowhere. You don't rehearse that, you just do it. And so, and I, yeah. you know, I, I learned a lot from someone <laughs> on the piano bar, just mixing things up and doing things like that they're out of script and and there were times where the band was just like you know just let's do this now let's do that now let's make the crowd sing let's mm. do it again you know like out of script things that that just make the experience a lot better makes the experience a little bit more personal with the crowd especially when you get down and you get to talk to them even in between breaks you know one of the things for me was hard for the approach going to somebody and having a conversation. I can have a conversation with my friends and everybody once I, you know, I get comfortable, but I can't just walk to a group of guests and be like, hi, like, I can't do that, you know, at first. Well, that was then. You know, at the, you know, in my last contract, I said, no, that's gonna be my biggest challenge and I want to master it. And it took me a while until I finally got to, you know, go to t- people's tables and thank them for being with us and and and, and you enjoy the, those conversations because you get a lot of positive energy in, in return and i feed off of that you know i feed a lot of the of that and so you get used to that just the conversations not needless to say oh you were great i don't need to hear i just as long as i say thank you and they hey we enjoyed you you know i wish you played this instead of of that hey cool but it's good feedback and it's positive things that you take in, into consideration so you go back to your cabin and you feel good you go back smiling you take a shower you go to bed you know you wake up the next day feeling great wanting to be back on that stage to deliver as much or if not more of what you can ha- you can for them you know and you, they enjoy it and they enjoy you and their the band every single one of us you know it's, it's one of those experiences that for me you know and it's every single ship that i've been on that i can remember about people that i've met and their stories and how they're there and why they're there you know ladies crying at you know at the end of the show like oh i loved how you sang this song or how this band in general played this whole set you know it reminds me of my time with my husband and myself you know they start talking about their because they're for their anniversary or you know they're just enjoying themselves and they haven't really gone out lately you know nowadays people don't really go out, they're just home. And the only time you really go dancing is if there's a, any family social gathering. And so now there's not, it's not like we have that anymore. So people don't really enjoy live music like they used to. And so they go on a ship and they enjoy it with the quality of so many musicians that are so talented, so many singers. 
and they enjoy us you know they really do and and it and it says it on their survey so there's no such thing as you know going through a survey and you kind of search yourself and you see all these things remember when we would have our meetings and kylie and lady uh, lady red and lady red here and lady she's everywhere and and so it's things that make you feel good you know um those memories knowing that those people are always going to remember you at that particular moment you don't know if you're ever going to see them again, but they know that they will always remember you just like you will remember yeah. them. I literally was at a supermarket here in the suburbs a couple of weeks ago. Now, I've only just moved cities. So, like, like this is not even my local area. And I was going into the shop to ask for something. And the guy behind the counter was like, are you a singer? And I was yeah. And he goes, are you on um, an Australian ship piano bar? And I'm like yeah oh my god my my wife and i were on your ship last year and we came and watched you sing at the piano by every night and i was like in my brain i'm like i am in the middle of the suburbs right now like a neighborhood <laughs> and the guy behind the counter recognized my voice and it's like what is that impact that you have like i don't remember them and they literally remember me and going back to the performance thing and speaking to people after the show and getting, you know, thank you so much for hanging around to the last song. I really appreciate it. Like I would go back to my cabin every night, like an empty battery, empty. And I would wake up the next morning and I'd pretty much still be empty, maybe be about half full, but it wouldn't be until I sat down at that piano to perform again that my battery, it fills back up again because the energy of the, the people in the room who want to hear you that's what actually fills you up. And that's what as, as a performer, we don't realize that we crave that. And so through this pandemic, that's kind of why some of us have been a little bit depleted is because we haven't had that outlet to give our offering of performance and then to be able to let it all out and then receive and then fill back up again. So you're, you know, I'm really, I'm really proud of you that you have seen the journey that you've taken as well as a performer like being a little bit of an introvert so like that you know a lot of people are like oh if you're a singer and a performer you must be so charismatic and extroverted some people aren't some people really love the stage and then some people really like just hanging back and not needing to be do you know what I mean so you've done really well better and I'm really proud of you and like and I I'm really I'm kind of in the same spot with you where I probably don't see myself going back to international contracts, but I'm so content with that feeling because I needed I needed this I needed this season to pause. Like I was I was going hardcore like 24, 25 contracts in 3 years. Like I hadn't stopped. So I really needed the time out. So I totally understand what you're what you're saying and maybe come into now like you know you said that you were on a ship and tell us where you were when you know everything shut down and the cruises stopped and what that looked for for you did you have a contract coming up like how did that go for you did you go through a stage of like low moments where it was really like give us that story and you know and to where you are now today that'd be beautiful well, you know, I finished my contract on my very last one on the 4th of January. So I was out of the port of Galveston, Texas. So I was already in Texas. So I just drove home. <laughs> and so that was the end of it. And I said, okay, have a two month vacation or maybe three, I don't know. And so um, I went ahead and, uh, you know, just came home, just relaxed. You know, I was staying with one of my best friends. And so 
we were just hanging out, enjoying my time back. You know, I drove all over Texas visiting family and friends. And then so March comes around and that's when Courtney and my friend Cesar got married in Puerto Rico. So I went for their wedding. And that particular week, um, the whole uh, COVID thing, thing started to happen. And, and you know, at first I wasn't taking it serious. I was like, oh my God, some political, you know, stuff going on, whatever, you know, I'm just, they're going to just, it's going to disappear by next month, you know, and it just started getting worse and worse. And so that day that I flew back from the island to, to Texas, it was just, there was nobody in the airport. It was kind of weird. It was, you know, eerie. And then, you know, I found out that they closed the island up right after we left. So I was just glad I was able to get back. During that week, I had already gotten my email, my confirmation for my next contract. So I was very excited. I knew that I was going to go to a ship that I always wanted to go. And, you know, it was going to pretty much take care of the the rest of 2020, you know, all the way to January of next year. And I, I said, I have the whole year planned. I'm ready. And I'm going to go to all these beautiful places that I never thought I'd gonna, I'm going to go. And, and, um, and so I was excited. And I posted it. And I, everybody was very thankful and, you know, very happy for me. And, and I was very thankful. And so I said, yeah, like, I, I can't wait. And so April, I mean, March comes right, right. As soon as I come back from Puerto Rico, that's when I get the email later saying, oh, like, right now there's a pause. It might be for two weeks or three weeks. And then it went to a month and two months, three months until I got a cancellation about my contract saying, hey, you know, your contract no longer exists. And, you know, it's it's going to be until probably October, November. And and it's, we're still here. It's December and we're still here kind of like figuring out yeah. what's going to happen. You know, I at first, the very first few months, I was very hopeful. I was very positive. I was like, no, it's just. I'm okay. I can go back June because June 28th was the day. May 28th, I was going to start rehearsals. And then June 28th, we were going to board the ship. So I said, oh, we have time. And by then, it'll be it'll be over. And no, it came and went. And, you know, I, even then, after I my contract got canceled, I was still hopeful. I said, you know, I'm, we're still, I'm still fine. I'm not going to look for a job right now because I don't want to start a job with a company. And then I'm going to have to put in my two because I want to go back. At this point, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's really dangerous or, oh, um, I don't know. But I wasn't thinking about my health too much. But then around April, it was around my birthday, I got really, really sick. And I, it was, you know, when all this pandemic was barely starting, it was still very unknown and I couldn't breathe. And my, I went, you know, I went to the hospital and, you know, everybody was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I don't know, something's wrong with me. You know, I didn't think if it, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, well, maybe I'm just sick from my, from my lungs. That's it. So I did quarantine myself for the two weeks and stayed away from people and just played it safe. And that's when I started thinking, do I really want to go back? Because I didn't even have COVID-19, but what if I did have it? Am I really going to be able to survive it on, you know, on the ships? Is it going to be safe for me to go back for everyone, not just me, but in general, is it going to be a safe business, a good environment now with all this stuff? And then what is our lifestyle going to be? Are we going to be able to mingle? Are we still going to be able to get off the ship? Are we, you know what I mean? So those things started going through my mind. And I said, no, as much as I would love to go back, I don't think I can. Like At least until I know that it's safe for me to go back. 
for us in general or for the company to operate that's why they've been also taking all necessary precautions to not operate until they are safe to do so mm-hmm. and and it's understanding it's way beyond their control but they do want the, what's best for all of us and so at this point you know i started thinking that's okay it's okay i can get me a job somewhere else singing somewhere else but then where <laughs> there's no jobs anywhere so what am i gonna do now like I can go back to sales. I've always worked sales. I've always done retail. I've done, you know, I, 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 I know how to, how to make money selling thing. I can sell anything. And so I said, I can go back to sales, but again, I don't want to start again in a good company, a good corporation, somewhere I know I can grow, where I know it's job security, where I know I'm, I'm going to be able to, you know, support myself and then say, oh no, I'm going back because of this, no, I wanted to make sure that when I make my decision, that it is going to be it because I cannot look bad in it in another company just saying, oh, I'm gonna quit, I can't do that. And so in my situation, as the months kept going and there's no income coming in and you're just like, no, I guess I need to stop working, start working. And what no better to start working for a COVID testing site because that business is booming is very well paid and I said I'm gonna go do that I guess you know and I applied for it and you know one night at 3 a.m. and they called me at 8 a.m. and I had the interview at 2 and the next day I was already you know it was just very quick and I said well I guess they need people I mean it's not everybody wants to go and get exposed in those things you know so I said hey I live by myself I'm pretty much not around many anybody I so from work I come home you know I do have my friends that I go visit but we do get tested twice a day so I'm very safe to be around. But even then, when I get out of work, I come straight home and I don't leave my house until I get that text message, message saying, you are negative. Okay, I can go somewhere. Wow. And so, and that's how I pretty much play it every day now. Um, but it's good. You know, I've kept myself thinking that it's just temporary. You know, at some point, I do want to go back to the stage. I want to continue to sing here in Texas, here in Austin, or in San Antonio, or wherever. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of, of time. And and what, for me, the most challenging thing was my mind saying, are you ever going to sing again? Are you ever going to perform again? Mm-hmm. And and not only that, it's I don't had no contact with nobody at, at, at a certain point. It was like a whole month or two months. I would get my groceries delivered. If I did get leave the house, just to put gas in the car, maybe, you know, buy whatever, anything drive to come back home. So I went from speaking to nobody for days when I used to speak to how many people a day, you know, uh, meeting people. How many people did we meet a week? 28 guests, 2,800 guests, 3,000 guests, you know, 1,600 guests, depending on how much people you talk to. And, and we feed off of, of a lot of people, or at least I do. I know you do too. When we speak to people, it's like, you feel better, you know, and then you get all of that, you know, there's no kind of human interaction, no connection or no nothing. So your body, I started feeling like I'm going, you know, I'm closing up yeah. instead of, you know, and then you, it's weird. You don't talk to nobody. I really, you know, to, when it came to my, you know, talking to my mom or my sister or my family, you know, I pretty much texted with them. I do talk to them, but maybe once a week, you know, it's not every day. And then so, so you lose that human interaction. And for me, it's very important because I feed off of it. Mm. 
So then again, this year I just started feeling a little blue and then a little like, oh, I need to start, you know, doing something. And yes, I kept myself, you know, busy, but there were days where I didn't feel like leaving my apartment at all, you know, and, and it was one of those feelings that even my friends were like, are you okay? Like, are you even showering? Cause you haven't left for days. And I'm like, oh yes, I got a shower, you know, but you know, they're like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just don't want to be around anybody. You know, one of the reasons was everybody starts asking, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What? And it's like, hold on, like, let me deal with it. Mm. Let me figure it out. And when I'm ready to tell you, I'll talk to you and I'll let you know, I'll vent out to you, but don't, I, you haven't spoken to me in months. And then the first thing you want to find out once all this is going on, I get a random call. Hey, so what are you going to do now? I'm, bro, really? <laughs> you know, yeah. please respect the fact that I'm going through it. Let me figure it out. Let me figure myself out yeah. what the next step is. And then when I'm ready to say it, I'll call you or I'll, I don't need to be questioned when I still have to deal with it myself. Yeah. Let me figure it out and then I'll tell you. I was like in isolation at my parents' place in the middle of nowhere with kangaroos and wombats for like six months. I remember those six videos. Six months, <laughs> like with my parents, a 34-year-old single girl with my parents and two cats. Like it's not like I was in the city in Sydney and hanging out with my friends. I literally was on my own. And, and then I, I decided to move cities. And when I got here, I finally put it on Facebook and people were like, oh, my gosh, she moved. But it was like, well, I didn't need to tell anybody because I just needed to make my plan, do my decision, do me, like do you, boo-boo, and then I'll let you know later because right now I'm number one in this situation. I don't need to prove anything to anybody and even like shifting gears within being a singer and now mentoring and coaching, like shifting gears, like having guests message me and going, we've, we've booked tickets for this ship. Are you going to be the piano bar entertainer? And I'm like do you know we're in a pandemic and I'm in Australia and I kind of can't get there? But like no no thought prior to the message. And of course I just laugh it off and I wrote back, you know, I'll always write back, no, it doesn't look like I'll be on that ship. Fingers crossed, you know what I mean? Like I'll just keep it really optimistic. But in general, I'm like, how about you ask me if I'm okay? Like I'm not just mm -hmm. an object. I'm not just a piano bar entertainer. I'm a freaking human. Like you can actually ask me if I'm being supported right now. Like that probably would be a more enticing message for me to want to message you back. Do you know what I mean? So I totally get what you're saying with when people are like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You can't gig right now. You're not on a ship. What are you doing with your life? It's like, can you just let me figure it out? Because it's pretty shitty right now. Like, yeah. And it's not like, oh yeah, let me go. Let me go work at this gas station. Let me wait because it's still very, uh, you know, mental shock. You know, you're, you're used to doing certain things every single day. I understand everybody goes through it every day and it's, it's, it's a hard time for everybody in general. Everybody's living through it. But it's not like if I was a teacher and I get, you know, let's say fired from the school district, I can always go to the next school district and go and apply and get me another job and what I work for. But right now it's like, if I if I can't sing on ships, I cannot sing in any other, I cannot sing anywhere. So I cannot do that anymore. I have to completely restructure myself again. Yeah. And figure out what is it that I'm gonna do for the next 10 years or 
15 years and, and, and stick to it and know that I'm never going to work a day in my life because I made the right decision. It's not like I'm going to get any other job. You know what I mean? I work too hard to just, oh, yeah, let me go work here. No, I need to make sure that what I'm going to do next is right for me. And for so some of my friends are like, we're just good enough. I understand you. It's not that easy because I'm not just going to go and apply somewhere and I'm, it makes it, okay, I'm making money. I feel happy. I feel fulfilled. My mind is great. No, I'm going to feel like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why did you choose to do this? No, I want to make sure that I do the right decision because I want to be happy where I work at, not just, oh, I'm just here to make money. No, because at the end of the day, money is not going to make me happy. I want to make sure that I'm happy doing what I'm, what I'm doing. And what I'm doing right now is the perfect, is what I should be doing. You know, when I started working for this company, you know, doing the, 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 the COVID testing, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to getting myself into. I thought it was just too good to be true and sketchy too. I said, well, what, what are they going to have me doing? It was a company I never heard of before. It was new. And then it's, you know, they're doing all this, you know, COVID testing. So I'm like, what am I getting myself into? But it is a good company and it's a temporary job. It's not a job that I know that, oh, it's permanent. No, it's until COVID exists. Exactly, so. which is great. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't know how long that's going to be, but in the meantime, I'm okay fighting it. And it's perfect. You know, it's, it's, a, it's what I needed to do. What I needed to do is, I remember the very first day I came back after 12 hours out there. It was my first time being out there and it was hot and you're wearing all these things and you come back where you felt, I felt good with every single person I spoke to that day because I received exactly what I had been missing all year long. Having that conversation with people and, hi, how are you? Thank you very much for doing what you're doing. And I thank them for coming and getting tested and and you get those reactions and then we have these people that go every at least once a week so you get those repeater cars and you remember the cars some of them can be a little flash and you're like hey i remember this car no, you they know, come, they, they're coming they through on purpose you're, you're complimenting them mm -hmm. and they people love to you know oh i love cars and i'm very genuine when it comes to me you know looking at a car and i already know the engine and i talk to them about you know i don't know what they're feeling or what they're going through but when they went go down that window, I spoke to speak to them about something that has nothing to do with why they're there. And then I go straight into business. I'm like, hey, I, okay, so I'm going to help you do this. And, and so that's when they, they feel comfortable. They feel, they trust mm -hmm. that I'm doing the right thing for them. It's something so simple, but some people can make something like a little, you know, CP bag with a few little things in there and they get scared. They're like, they don't know what this is. And, and so they start feeling insecure so you just want to make sure that they feel comfortable and so for me choosing that job for now because it's temporary <laughs> um i said it's perfect because it's, when this is over i can always think if, if i'm going to go work for a cruise line or another production company that i i already had you know certain interaction with that i was looking into going mm -hmm. to work with them but not sure yet so it's one of those things that i was in the middle of so again since all year i've been on pause well, I said, I'm mm. going to go do this and it's perfect. And so that's what I've been doing every day. But every day I try to make a difference for every single person that drives through there and, and just make them laugh, make them smile because I can feed myself with their, yeah. with their energy as well. And so again, it's, it's one of those things that I, you know, I, I don't mind going to do that every day. You know, it, it can be challenging, but 
it's it's good. You know, it makes me I feel good when I come home. As an entertainer, this season has shown us how resilient we really are. Like, you know, when people just see us up on stage performing and they think that that's all we do, there is so much more in our job than just performing. Like the interaction with the guests, well, then that means that in your job right now, you're able to interact with the people in the car and make them feel comfortable in the situation. You know, we have to do safety briefings and have to lead a bunch of people and take authority. Things like that, like I don't know how to write it in a resume that would actually make sense, which is not in performing arts terminology, but we do have a lot of leadership skills within our position in the entertainment industry. And I think it does get... It, it gets overlooked a lot and, and that care that we bring as an artist and being able to switch gears in this season is huge because not everyone's been able to switch gears and I think you've done really well by going, okay, I'll get a job that's going to pay the bills and I know it's only going to be seasonal because it's for the pandemic. Like that's fantastic. I nearly got myself a job across the road at the cafe and then I went over and made them a coffee and he was like, okay, we'll get back to you and then I walked out and I went, oh, no, don't get back to me. It's okay. I don't need the job. And I came back over the street and I was like, Kylie, what are you doing? Like you're going to go get yourself a coffee shop job, but all you have to do is wait two, three, four more weeks and you're going to be gigging again here in in the Gold Coast. And that's literally what's happened in four weeks. I'm now, I'm working every weekend. But if I just got impatient and taken that coffee shop job, I wouldn't have been able to take the opportunities that have come my way because they're on the same dates. And it's like, so where's that patience? Where's that middle ground where you just go, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and see what's going to happen. And of course, doors open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the way I've looked at it all every every day. Just, just look at it in a positive way as always. Even when I'm in my darkest days, I'm like, nope, get up. Let's do this, you know, and, and I get myself and I put myself into so it, good. you know. And so now I've, I've had better days because of the job that I have, because of the interaction that I do every single day. That that helps me a lot. You know, that feeds my my soul, my, my mind, my craziness all up in here, you know. It helps me. It helps me a lot. And people may not know it. My coworkers might not know it, but I know it. You know, because I don't have any dark days anymore. Sometimes I have overwhelming days where I'm like, oh, it was a busy day. But none of those days where I feel like, do I exist to people? Am I really existing right now? Do I, am, I mean, like I have no, my phone hasn't rang for days. You know what I mean? There's some times where it, it can go like that. There's times where it's busy every single day, but there's times where it's just like, do I have service? Let me call somewhere and see if it works, you know, because. Uh, you know, and then, uh, like I said, I had been away out of out of social media, not posting anything, and not because I didn't want to. It's just like, well, I don't have a use to post anything right now. There, I, there's absolutely nothing I would need to post of. You know, I've been in, I've been in quarantine mm. all this time, <laughs> and so, you know, like I said, now I'm I'm I feel like I'm more in I exist in the world. I'm here. I make people laugh. I converse with people, and and so it makes me feel good. And and now. Now I come home and I know that I had a full work day and then wake up the next day and do it all over again. Before we wrap it up, my friend, I'd love you to share three tips that you could give to a aspiring performer who'd want to go and join the ships when it all goes back. So three tips that you feel like that you've learned along your journey working on ships. Well, what can I say? (laughs) 
Well, working on ships, I think three of the things, or I learned a lot of things, but three of the most important ones were always, always, you know, I, for me, I was at first too shy that I couldn't be myself on stage or with my friends because I felt like if I wanted to do that, I didn't want to freak them out because I can be a little loud at times, you know, I can be a little crazy. And so for me, it was when I started feeling like myself and, and opening myself up to everyone, I felt like everybody started liking me even more. You know, I felt a little bit more accepted. So one of the things is when you're going in there, you're going to go, you're going to be surrounded with people that might not know you and might not like you for not even knowing you. And they're going to be around people that just culturally, they are just mean or they might sound that they're mean, but they're not really mean. So you're going to be around surrounded with people from all over the world. So one of the things that I learned me being from Texas and, you know, it's just, let's just leave it there. Um, I've never been out of, I had never been out of the state. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I've been in the U S but for the most part, I can travel, you know, everywhere in the state and it's 12 hours and I'm still in Texas, you know? So it's just like, excuse my ignorance, <laughs> you know? So for me, I was very open-minded. One of the things that I can, so one of them is be very open-minded and tolerable of other people's actions or, or I guess like other, how other people treat each other or talk only because, at one point I almost overreacted and it wasn't even like that. <laughs> so just be open-minded until you, you know that, okay, this person is being rude. No, this person just speaks like that. Oh, I, well, I'm going to speak to you like that. Cause you spoke to me like that, you know, so you just don't want to lose your job or just a bad reaction. So be very open-minded with the people that you're going to be living on, on, on board because you're going to have the whole world in that tin can. And so, one tip is just be very open-minded. The second one is always be nice, no matter what the situation is, and be true to yourself. I've always been a really nice person, and I've mm. always be, been true to myself. I'm that Tex-Mex boy that sings in that band, and it's always smiling at people, whether they smile at him back or not. I'm always going to be that person, uh, but I can be spicy, too. So, <laughs> like as I said, you speak to me a certain way, ooh, oh, you know, it, you just... My, it's just like a match right quick. I'll slap right back at you. Um, but just be nice, you know, just be true to yourself and people will like you. And if people don't like you, well then that's their problem, not yours. And then the third tip is go with an objective. What are you, why, why do you want to go sing there? Why do you want to perform just to, you know, have fun and go to port? Or is it because you're going to use it as a, a life tool for what's next after that? For me, I can tell you when I went, I'll be honest, I went and I said, well, I'm going to go sing. I don't know what I'm going myself into, and I'm just going to go and figure out what I like and, and have fun. But as I went through the moment, you know, through time, it's not all just fun and games. Like you said, there's so many things behind it. And so you have to go with the mentality of why you're going and have a goal to as to, okay, I'm not going to be there my whole life. So why are you going to? spend this part of your life there and what are you going to get yourself out of it when you leave there you mm. need to leave with a different perspective and so like i told you i didn't know i was going to end up being you know in the highest ranked ship and doing all these craziness on on stage and all that i had to like really figure it out and say is this what i'm meant to do okay let 
Well, then show it to the people. Don't just say it because the way you've recorded yourself, it sounds like you're singing karaoke up there. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to, you know, face your, those challenges, those fears? So it's not always going to be fun and games. Like I said, as no matter how good of a performer or singer you are, there's always going to be a higher expectation when you get there, depending on how well you are. And so some people are stronger than others. So the expectations depend on how strong you are. However, you still got to meet the highest one. And so have a, uh, have a goal when you get there. Know that, okay, I'm, I've done this, I've done the voice, I've done that. None of that matters. Just go there, be yourself, and figure how you are going to improve your voice and your performance just by being genuine with yourself and everybody you work with. That's what I did. I didn't think mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, like I said, when I met you or when you would, you know, I was very just very quiet, you know, or, or a little insecure more, most than anything. I was very insecure about how well I was singing, how I was performing. And then, you know, Amanda, I love her. And, and she would help me a lot on stage, but it was to the point where, why is she helping me so much? I should be helping. We should be balanced. We should be both doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why it was like, she was just telling me, just be you, babe. You just gotta be you. It's just gonna be you. And I was like, I'm trying, but I don't know how. And Hey, as soon as I let my guard down, I say, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. And I started having fun. And that's when everything started changing. You know, had I done that before, maybe it would have been different. But I'm glad it went that way. And so I now when I come back home, I'm in Texas. And, you know, I go sing at an open mic randomly. You know, right now they're barely starting up. And, you know, I'm, I can't wait because we're supposed to be the live music capital of the world and there's no live music up in here. Well, it's starting up, like I said. And so, you know, I go to open mic and I start singing, you know, because I haven't sang all year. So it's very, you know, I, I just, everything that I've been working on myself, you know, and I notice the difference. People walk up to me and they're like, where are you, where are you from? Like here? <laughs> They're like, we've never heard you. We've never, like, we always are in open mics and we always at karaoke bars and listening to bands. Are you in a band in town? I'm like, no, I've been out of town. There's no particular band. I am looking for one to go, you know, do gigs here and there. Um, but, you know, I, I only want to go back just to see what their reaction. They're, these people that I'm going to be performing, they're not guests. They're, you know, you're, I'm going to be in a bar somewhere. Let's see how I can connect with them. Now that's an yeah, that's an interaction that I haven't had in years because all this time I've been with a cruise line is has been you know the guests and you know so it's it's a different experience and you I mean I've seen you at your gigs and they're crazy you know but they're not those you know you can't you know at the, at the well for you it was different because at the piano bar it was crazy anyway <laughs> but you know it's just like that's the kind of interaction that I want to have not just in a you know in, at certain venues I want to have them in all of them and be able to to perform that way like the way lady red mm. does it yeah <laughs> um and so you know i learned a lot you know you're very just like just do this and i'm let's press that and you had that little thing that made so many noises on your on your piano that i would just hit everything on and just keep it rolling do doing things and so i learned a lot from everyone especially you and everyone else i've ever worked with it's 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 crazy that you know these three tips mm. these, these three tips can go five six seven eight nine because it's just like so many things that i can say oh you know i really enjoyed this i really like that but i think that those three things for me they were very 
I guess, personal. I guess be, just be genuine, just be you, mm -hmm. relax, you know. Everybody's human, everybody has reactions, everybody, you know, has their fears or, you know, their everything. And so for me, it was just relax, have fun, be, be safe. safe. <laughs> Well, there it is, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again for another episode of Lady Red Live, the podcast, season two, Ship to Shore. And if you loved this episode, why don't you share it on the gram, share it on Facebook, share it on whatever you use and get the message out there because my passion is to get their stories heard. So until next time, guys, stay safe, be blessed. This is Kylie Fisher, a.k.a. Lady Red, and this is Lady Red Live, the podcast, Ship to Shore.